Hey friends, let me jump in here real quick to remind you of our sponsor, 25 Transportation and Solutions. That's 25 Transportation and Solutions. They give you quality transportation, delivery services that you can depend on, getting your freight to and from its destination safe and secure. Contact them at info at 25.org. That's I-N-F-O at T-W-E-N-T-Y, the number five, ive.org or you can call them at 240-479-6376 see you out on the road now let's get back to our episode of the truth and coffee time podcast Hey friends, welcome to the Truth and Coffee Time podcast with Diverse Love. I am Denise. And I'm Brian. Get your coffee or whatever your cup of joy is and settle in for some bold conversations, some random topics, a few cuss words, and a whole lot of us. Brian, let's go. What's up? Oh, Mr. B, Mr. B. You must put jelly on that toast. Preserve. I remember your grandmother used to make the best freaking rhubarb, rhubarb mm-hmm. preserve ever, ever. Before we get started on this episode, honey, I know that um, we both are aware of the horrendous crime that happened in Memphis to um, uh, Tyree Nichols. So um, before we get started talking on this podcast, we want to just send our condolences. Um, and prayers and thoughts out to the Nichols um, family and to the um, the community. state of, of Memphis and the community. Um, you know, we're sending our love and our prayers and our thoughts. Um, I, I haven't watched the video. I don't think I will. But um, just wanted to, to send our love and our thoughts and our prayers out. So I wanted to get that out of the way before we get started. Okay. All right. All right. All right, so um, coffee on deck. Yes. It's late in the night. <clears throat> We're drinking so much coffee that we may be up all night. No. <laughs> you know, it doesn't affect me like that. I mean, I drink a lot of decaf, but I drink ca- caffeinated too. It works for me in the morning. At night, not so much. And I think it may be psychological because we like coffee so much. Mm-hmm. But at night, I can drink. Like right now, it's way after midnight, and we're drinking coffee. And I think you're on your fourth cup, and I'm on my second or third because we're we're recording. And we don't and give when, a fuck about work tomorrow or something. Dude, that might be it too. But I'm saying when we get done, <laughs> when we <laughs> when we get done, we'll be, we're going to sleep. It I know ain't gonna my work gonna be caring about me though in the morning because it's gonna be ring ring. Yeah, it don't. It 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 is is unforgiving. Yeah, no. Unforgiving. So, what we talking about today, Mister B? And I know you. Um, I know we we discussed this a little bit, but I thought it would be great for us to to throw a couple of these on on our podcast 
What are we talking about today? Uh, I can't even see that. Dry like toast and blind as hell. I can't all see is, <laughs> All is wrapped up. And then going to turn the phone to me? Hold on a second. All wrapped up. It, we're looking at this article. Oh, uh, people in interracial relationships share their eye-opening experiences. Yeah. So we saw this article, guys. Um, I think it was on BuzzFeed. And it talks about um, people who are in interracial relationships and how they share their experience. And we were looking at it going, I wonder if we have experienced some of the same things because these these comments are more, um, you know, up-to-date, more progressive people who are in interracial relationships mm-hmm. compared to us who've been down this road for 30-plus years mm-hmm. and probably have experienced a little bit more traumatic um, stuff than than maybe they have. And one of them was this, this young lady says, she says, um, I'm a white Canadian and my husband is a black South African and people often assume that one of us has assimilated completely to the others, the other one's culture. She says, but we haven't. We are very different in what we eat, what we find funny and how we interact with family members and we're still compatible and people just don't get that. Um, I can relate to that how, you know, at one point, We've had, you know, certain people say to us that, oh, you know, you marry white now, you acting white, you you doing this white, you talk white. And then you've had the same thing where people said to you, oh, so now you doing black stuff and, and you know, you that that's gonna take over your your um who you are. Right. And we both was looking at it like that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. Yeah, because you were whiter than me when I met you. <laughs> I was blacker than you, and I met you. <laughs> I cannot. Nah. I cannot I'm do just, this. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> and it might be true. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't have that problem. I don't relate to that because we still do what we like to do. We still do who we are. People do. Once, once black friends get comfortable with me, mm-hmm. they'll ask me a question. Mm-hmm. Are you all the way white? That's what that's what uh, a friend of mine just asked me mm-hmm. a couple years back when he after he's got comfortable with got your com- relationship mm-hmm. with the friendship. Like, are you, are you mixed? Or are you you know the bald head throw people mm-hmm. off? Could just mm-hmm. be real light skin. Mm-hmm. My question is, after people get comfortable with me, is The two questions are, have you always dated white people? And and the second one is, what is it like being married to a white guy? And I'm like, shit, I don't know. I ain't married to a white guy. (laughs) 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 But I always look at them like, that's such a weird question to me because it's almost like me asking you how is it being married to a black guy who only goes to to church on Saturdays and not on Sunday like something specific about Mm -hmm. that person and you know so it was always weird for me answering that question because it's like dating or marrying a white person, first of all, he's a man. I fell in love with the man. 
you know, I can't deny the color. We, no one can. We are an interracial couple. We always have been. That's never going to change. He's always going to be white. I'm always going to be black. And there are some hurdles that we have to um, tackle while being in this relationship. Most of those hurdles don't come from us. It comes from society looking in on us. Agreed. You know? I, I agree. You know, so. Now, every once in a while, we'll throw a hurdle in there. Because you got to be. You yeah, know. we got I mean, we got to we gotta make it even. You got you to keep. You got to keep, keep it spicy. got to keep score. You know what I'm saying? You'd be like, society four, the interracial couple, one. <laughs> but to answer that question, I know I had a friend ask me one time. He's like, like, do you get black people, they bombard you. Right, they bombard you with, oh, that's black owned. This is black this. This black that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, because they try and get everything back mm -hmm. that was taken from them. Mm -hmm. When mm -hmm. when someone says, oh no, you know that's black history. You know this is how that came about, or uh, this is how this came about. They're trying to identify with what was stolen, what was taken, what was what was away from that person mm -hmm. or that culture. Mm -hmm. So. Of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, but we don't do that. It's because you ain't got no you culture. You don't have to. <laughs> and you don't you, have to. You left your culture and made a new culture in America. Mm -hmm. And the first part of it was, mm -hmm. I'm going to build our culture on the backs mm -hmm. of slaves. Yeah, absolutely. You see what I'm saying? So that's not, that's not cool. Absolutely. So. so you don't have to, you don't, you don't have to, to, um, to validate or announce that your company is a non-black company because that's a given. But we do have to announce that we're black-owned businesses or we're black woman-owned business because of the fact that we are trying we are getting our place back. We are trying to make sure that we have our spot in history. Of you course. know. So totally, totally agree. All right. So the next thing on this article, it says that when we're out, people never realize we're together unless we're standing super close and actually touching. It always irritates me when people assume we're not family. I read that and I was like, well, that's not fair, though, because some people are just naive or they're just doing their job or doing and they're not even looking to see if you are together or not. And they're not being offensive or racist. They just don't. They just don't want to make assumptions, so they may ask, "Oh, I'm sorry, you know, are y'all together?" You know what I mean? And if we're not standing there, locked hands in hands, or lip to lip, or something, and we're stand, I might be standing off to the side, butterflying yeah. around yeah. like yeah. I normally do. You, that, you ain't ever kissed in public. You, ain't, well, you know, you ain't a, you're an affection yeah. person. You yeah. ain't like holding hands. You know, that's that tomboy side of me. I think know. you know, but not to say that I won't. But what I'm saying is that I'm I, when we're together and we're out, I'm always butterflying around and you're at the cash register. I'm looking at stuff and I might bring stuff to you like who can put add this to it or add that to it. So people may not assume that we are together if I'm over here looking at stuff and you're standing there and then I come up, you know, close to it and go, oh, you know, uh, are, are y'all together or is this? Mm -hmm. So I don't normally get offended unless it's done in an offensive way. Right. I don't I don't have that. I don't care. <laughs> I know that you've done 
some stupid stuff, though, when we're out or when I'm at the cash register and you're out doing what you're doing and then you walk up to me and grab me or something and be like, can I get your number, baby? Maybe like, what? (laughs) So, no, I don't. I don't know. That doesn't, it just doesn't bother me or us unless it's done in a manner where you absolutely know that this is offensive. This person has now made me feel my color, Mm -hmm. you know, and this is more than, oh, are y'all together? It's way more than that. And even the tone is different. Oh, y'all together? You know, versus, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Should I ring you both up together? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The, The tone is very different. So... And depending on what you're buying, I'd be like, hell nah. <laughs> Bring this up together. Um, this one says, please, um, they feel like people always talk about how beautiful their hypothetical kids are. This is an interracial couple, and um, um, she's uh, black, and she's seeing a white guy. And when they when they uh, are out or with their, with people they know, the people say, oh, um, y'all are mixed couple. Y'all going to have some some real mixed, cute kids. They always hypothetically put that label mm. on the kids. And she said that she feels um, awkward about it because she feels like, you know, all babies are cute. Oh. And it doesn't matter. If you ask my grandmother, <laughs> no, they ain't. Yeah, I know. But it doesn't matter whether it's an interracial couple or not. How come I can't have the hypothetical cute babies, beautiful babies, if I'm married within my culture why is it because i married outside my culture oh y'all gonna have some some cute kids mm-hmm. you know so i don't know if that's ever happened to me you know but i know you say you used to have a friend who used to tell you yeah sean good <laughs> shout out to sean we love you girl what's up sean she used to tell you you're gonna have some peanut butter kids yeah and you did she said <laughs> brian you I don't see you be buzzing around. You 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 gonna have some peanut butter kids, ain't you? We're like, what? She's like, I see you. You like them sisters. You gonna you? What what you gonna do? I think. What do you mean, like the sisters? There ain't nothing but sisters in the school. <laughs> you were the minority in that school. <laughs> don't have a choice. Well, I know. I always felt like babies are just the cutest, adorable. But your grandmother. Had me dying laughing because she told me that you was the ugliest baby she had ever seen. And she said she kept looking at baby. She said, every you know, back in the day when you know, they have all the family at the, the window and you could see through into the nursery. And she said she was there, Thurn was there, and your mom and dad and a couple of the aunts and uncles was there. And they was just, she said, they was just goo goo gaga over Brian. It's like, you know, oh, he's so cute. He's so cute. And she said she kept looking and looking like... Am I looking at the wrong baby? I'm the only one looking. That's an ugly baby. baby. She said you had to grow into your cuteness. Nah, I I was holding up the number four because I'm a fourth quarter person. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You came into your cuteness around fourth quarter. You almost had to go in overtime. Shit. (laughs) See? She ain't marry me for the good looks. All right, so let's see. The other one was being the white partner in an interracial relationship means having to learn to be a lot more conscious of things you might not have thought about or noticed before. For example, we've gone to bars where he's told me quietly that we have to leave, and it's because he has noticed 
looks or overheard conversations that I wasn't that I wasn't on the lookout for, but he grew up having to be. I always thought I was acutely aware of racism, but it's astounding how ignorant I truly was. I agree with this. Okay. And the reason I do, and you know this, is because there have been many times that we have been in places or situations and you had to be on guard the whole time because Mm -hmm. of how I was made to feel. And me sometimes, I'm just like, like I said, butterflying around and mm-hmm. doing my thing, and you'll you'll come behind me or you'll just grab my arm and you'll say, "Honey, let's go," you know. And we always had that little, you know, code uh, sign that we would give each other to, you know, this ain't the place for us, you know. So we need to, right. We need to keep it moving. So I've, I've been in places where I felt uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, but when I'm with you. Is different because mm-hmm. you're you're protecting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Me being uncomfortable is one thing. You being uncomfortable is a whole other. So you have to be in a protection mode. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know? And yeah. If, and I always felt though. I almost I always felt, Mister B, that you. It was almost an unfair situation sometimes because. You a lot of times you didn't get to enjoy the surroundings because you were always felt like you had to protect not just me but our kids and mm-hmm. you know our kids' kids and you know I enjoy stuff. It was it was fine, but if it's if it feels unsafe, it's unsafe. Yeah, yeah, and it and it's not even that it's always unsafe like in a in a violent way. I have or, never felt the bad part <clears throat> about that is. In venues that were probably more, let's say, predominantly black venues, Mm -hmm. I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't have a problem feeling safe in those type of situations. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's the way we carry ourselves, Mm -hmm. maybe the way we go about things. Yeah, you might get a smart remark every once in a while, but Mm -hmm. not... Feel unsafe. It depends on the area. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. But I haven't. I haven't felt like real unsafe. Now you did take me somewhere when we first met, mm-hmm. and that dude was mm-hmm. knocking on the window mm-hmm. with the bat, and you were in the store. But that's because they thought you was the popo. Nah, he said. <laughs> Didn't he? he no, nah, because he was trying to get in the car. Ah. Oh. He was trying to get to me. Because mm-hmm. I was in a place where they probably ain't had no white people, but mm-hmm. it was like he and they didn't know the, you was with me and didn't know it was with you. Mm-hmm. But I was mad at you, not yeah, for putting for me put- in a situation, but for putting his ass in a situation because mm-hmm. I was airborne, ranger, mm-hmm. doing doing my thing, and and I was gonna hurt him, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to hurt somebody, mm-hmm. and he had a bat. And, yeah. and, a fr- and some and some friends. And I remember and walking out there, and I'm like, and then the people who now, were with me. I'd be like rolling the window up. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to fight nobody. I'm mm-hmm. a disabled vet now. So. But I, I remember <clears throat> coming out there with a friend, and friend was like, yo, 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 what are y'all doing? That's that's Dee's car. That's her friend, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. That was my bad, though. Mm-hmm. I've like, got somebody hurt. Yeah, that was freshly new in our relationship. Mm-hmm. We didn't have I a said, clue. I said, I wouldn't be in a position like but that. But we didn't have a clue. We was ignorant to, all we knew is we wanted to be together. We was mm-hmm. ignorant to the conversations that we needed mm-hmm. to have until we ha- really had to have mm-hmm. them. And we started having them early, but 
we were, it was conversations that it was out of the trauma. Like, okay, this happened. We need to address this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so um, I wouldn't recommend that. I would recommend that if you are going to be in an interracial relationship, have the conversations up front, everything, especially if you're serious. If you feel uncomfortable, though, mm-hmm. everywhere your wife goes, or if yeah. you feel uncomfortable everywhere your husband goes and mm-hmm. you're in a mixed relationship, you're probably not in the right relationship. Yeah, because absolutely. You have to you have to be able to blend. Yeah, and not only that, if you have to constantly explain your culture on both sides then there's a there's an there's issue there's a disconnect there's a there's a there's an issue mm-hmm. because you shouldn't always be on the the oh I'm sorry babe excuse me babe this is why, why I need this to teach is happening you about this, my, why my... I keep having to teach you about my culture why don't you take if you love me that much take the initiative to learn and respect what you're learning and let's have adult conversations about it. Right. Because I need to have interaction and engagement. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be sitting here teaching you, teaching you, teaching you with no interaction. I'm not your your teacher. I'm your partner. Mm-hmm. And we should be able to have that conversation together. So if you're if you're in an interracial relationship and you know it's gonna get serious, start having those conversations. Uh, up front. Start having those conversations because trust me, after you get in that relationship, you're committed, you're married, things happen, and then now you got to have that conversation, and it gets uncomfortable, and you find your yourselves both going to from what you know, you on the ropes, the other person on the ropes, and or, or doubting the situation. Yeah, putting doubt in your, and people will put doubt. They will plant seeds of doubt. They did it with us. Are you sure you want to be with him? You know what you what you're gonna go through. You know this. You know they mm-hmm. will. Some people are well intentioned intended. They really think they really feel like they have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And but you have to decipher those who are are really looking out for your benefit versus those who just don't want to see an interracial relationship happen right. whatsoever. So you right. really have to kind of tell the difference in that aspect. All right. So the next one, um, <clears throat> um, there's another one in here that says, um, I'm a black female and my partner is a white male. Well, my family always assumed that we would have trouble understanding each other's struggle and life perspectives, but it's actually just the opposite. Every day I learn something new, and it's a great opportunity to celebrate our differences instead of letting them separate us. Um, he loves who I am naturally, and I'm always stocked with sunscreen uh, from him. Well, I was using sunscreen before I met you, so, you know, hey. <laughs> I would. You the one wasn't using sunscreen and lotion and... I wasn't using sunscreen, wasn't using, <laughs> using lotion, lotion wasn't <laughs> just an ashy just, ass white boy, yeah, just walking around here burnt up and ashy. Couldn't even, couldn't even tell. <laughs> just burnt up and ashy, and now we you go home to see your family, they be like, "Damn, you aging backwards, your skin all nice and smooth and all." <laughs> Dark meat chicken. Lotion, like boy, you better put some lotion on. Is that you better put some oil on that body, but preserve that skin. Hey, uh, people, if you were a black woman and you walk into the bathroom and you're 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 brushing your teeth and she put 
something in her hands and she wipe your face before y'all go to bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oils how, and lotions. This is, this is how it happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come here for a second, and then she. I lather him up, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> His ass almost slide out the bed. <laughs> Look, you. She's just taking care of your skin. Just taking care of that skin. You walking out here. White people think they can't be ashy. Y'all asses are ashy and. And 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 crack that your skin be Take looking all. Take your nail and scratch your arm. Yep, your ne- your your skin be cracked up and looking leathery, leathery. Put some damn lotion on. Scratch it, scratch your arm. You be white on you white. You be white. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you be whiter than the whitest person. Y'all think it, y'all right? Talking about, ooh, ashy black people. Y'all ashy. Y'all are ashy too, and y'all ashy and crinkly. And then don't want to oil up. Put some oil and some lotions on. Shoot, I'll be lathering you so you be. It'd be a body print in the white, bed when you get up. White people, ask a black friend, please. Am I? Am I ashy? Ask your black friend. Is your skin tough? <laughs> Do I have reptile skin? Can I? Can you help me, please? Mm-mm, I just don't understand that. And and my white people will say, well, I don't want to feel oily. I don't want to feel... Okay. Okay, well, then that's why I'm 60 and I look 40. And you 60 and you look 60. <laughs> Five. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the we, we laugh about this. We joke about this all the time. But there's so much we learn from each other all the time. So much we learn from each other. So... Keep the peace. So we got one last one on here. Um, Let's see. This Um, is the last one. I'm a black woman and my husband is white and people are so surprised that our marriage is full of compromise and that each person has a say. They assume that black women are rough and dominant and that we make all the decisions (laughs) when married to white men. Are you drinking? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing. If you, you if, wrong, be if wrong. You, if you're in a relationship <coughs> and your woman punking you, 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 you a punk. It don't matter the color. It don't matter the color. But wait, uh, do you think that? But do you think there's any validity to that? Am I dominant and and just out of control? You're a Scorpio. Acting? You, you, I am you, a Scorpio. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all pretty. So dumb. by nature. We just we we have a we're strong minded. But we have a. I'm an Aries. Yeah. And I'm very strong minded. Yep. So sometimes we do have to go to our separate corners and and. You remember and, that time when you told me you were like, I said I'm going fishing. Oh when we were God! In, yeah. We were in Alaska. Yes. I was like, I'm I going fishing. Remember. And you were like. Okay, but you okay? Contextualize it. We was in Alaska. You was going fishing a lot. And the kind of fishing you go to in in Alaska, when like where you go, you go fishing and y'all stay out for a few hours. You would go fishing around six in the evening. It would be six or seven in the morning because y'all need y'all. You would you had your tide book and you wanted to catch each tide that came in because you right. were salmon fishing. Right. So you got to contextualize it because it ain't just like you. Oh, I'm going fishing for the day. I'm going to get some bass or whatever. It was a different type of fishing, and you did it a lot. I mean, we benefited from it because it was good salmon. But yeah, but what, what I'm trying to say is, still, mm-hmm. I'm going fishing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you said, and I was like, uh-uh, you ain't going fishing today. You've been fishing four times this week. You are not going fishing. 
I'm tired of this. I love the sand, but you ain't going fishing. And you said, I'm like, damn, she going to tell me what to do. I'm going to go fishing anyways. And I was outside talking to, my, to so, myself, and you was in the window laughing at yep. me. But I didn't know you was laughing at me at the time. Yeah, you was just hot. You was mad. And so I'm still upstairs. got in the truck and left, though. Yeah. And you know what the crazy part about it was? What? My black friend couldn't go. He sure couldn't. Because his wife said the same thing to him. And he said, I can't and go. And, like, I was like, and he what? called you and he said, he said, man, he said, I can't go. I can't go. She don't want me to go. I can't go fishing. Sure did. He did not go. Said, and, you you was like, and you was like, what? Dude, it's fishing. That's all we do here is and fishing. He, and he ain't never been fishing. Mm-mm. No, he, you was going all the time. This would I was have been giving a, him a pole and everything. Yeah. Like, here, you can have This was only his first time going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had him some waders. I had everything. Because yeah. in Alaska, when the salmon run, it's real silty. Mm-hmm. It's real bad out there. But I remember, because we had two levels to the, the townhouse we were in. And, or three levels, and I was on the top level in the bedroom window, and the window was up, and you was outside packing, packing truck the truck, and your ass was out there talking to yourself, <laughs> and I was up in the window, and I could hear you saying, I know she ain't telling me what to do, like I ain't going fishing, all I do, all I do is fish, I don't have no, I, what else I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to go fishing, you can't tell no man he can't go fishing, <laughs> and you just out there talking to yourself and putting your stuff in the truck. I was laughing at that. <laughs> I'm gonna go fishing, and then she, and then when I get back, she gonna benefit. She gonna be like, "Oh, can you can you cook this salmon?" I'm like, "Hell no, cause you ain't want me to go fishing." <laughs> uh, oh my god! Those were the oh good old days. <clears throat> yeah, those were the good old days. But you can't fish for shit around here. I swear, and everything's contaminated like a mug. That's the Potomac. Ugh. Yeah. Seven head fish. <laughs> what the hell are you gonna do with that? I am no clue. Love it, love it, love it. So I don't know. I don't think that that we're strong and do- I mean, not strong, but we're dominant or over control. And I do like to be in control of stuff, but but we are a, a team. We are a united team. We are partners, and we compromise I think and we, we respect both each other. I think we both. We don't both have a controlling spirit, but we mm-hmm. both control certain situations. Yes, but we've been together so long that we know when to relinquish the control to that person because we know that person will be better fit in handling that. I, I, I do know that. That or feel more comfortable. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. This is a good one. Okay. It's a whole lot. It's a whole lot of them in there. We can break it up and do a couple more episodes on them. It's a whole lot of them in there. Nah. Where people have some concerns. <laughs> I don't really care what other people. Nah, I'm just. <laughs> I don't care what other people go through. Dry like toast, y'all. Dry like toast. Nah, I'm just playing. Thanks for the conversation, Mr. B. Sidekick over here doing sidekick shit. Thank you, bro. That's what I do. That's what you do. That's what you do. You know we. You know Super Bowl coming up. I know. We ain't got no dog in the fight. Nope. But it's gonna be a good one. But the I, Eagles in Kansas City, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Eagles. You got a lot of friends who are Eagles fans, though. Do you have why. any friends that are Kansas City fans? Yeah, I have one. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard about heard you talk about that, but I know you have friends who are Eagle and Dallas, Eagle fans and Cowboy fans. And what you, what you been telling your your Dallas friends lately, honey? Uh, what what time y'all play next week? I... <laughs> <laughs> they they been getting pissed off, boy. I, I I was looking for the game. I couldn't find the game. Uh, what time y'all play today? <laughs> They done hung up on you and everything. 
your grandson you gave know, you that. He was like, like, good one, good one, Papa. Yeah, no. Good one. But my, my whole thing <laughs> is this, is like, you know how people get tired of my brothers from Ohio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and every time we bring up the Buckeyes, y'all be like, oh, my God, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Dallas. Yeah. And because... Dallas most, fans are everywhere, man. They infiltrate you. They're they everywhere. They are not loyal to Dallas. I like the Dallas... Like, go move to Dallas. Oh, so you... You living in... You living in Newport News. And my brother... And I say, wait, wait, what's your team? Dallas. <laughs> you living in Alaska. What's your team? Dallas. You living over here. You living in Philly. What's your team? Dallas. You live in D.C. And you tell me the D.C. stands for Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Dallas fan. I'm like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. My brother is a, a Dallas fan. and Well, um, he says... But it come from my... Gra- in, yeah, it come from my Fort grandfather. Worth. Well, he was born in Fort Worth, Texas, but... The true, the root of his Dallas love, because I was too, um, is from our grandfather. Because mm-hmm. our grandfather followed Tony Dorsett, okay. and he was a diehard Tony Dorsett fan, and so he just real really nailed in Dallas, Dallas, Dallas in mm-hmm. our family. So we all grew up cowboy fans, and I I switched over. To um, the commanders to 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 DC twenty some years ago when we moved here, mm-hmm. you know I convert. I figure we live here. We want to. I'm going to support the teams that's you know that's here. Mm-hmm. But for years we were Dallas fans. I remember when you used to love the Raiders too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that when you used to love the Raiders. But hey, it's going to be it's going to be a great Super Bowl. I really think so. It's going to be a really good Super Bowl. I'm, I'm sad that we don't have So who you got? Who we I'm I'm going to stay true. I'm going to go with Dallas. No, Dallas ain't in it. I mean, uh, not Dallas. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to go with the the Eagles. The Eagles? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. I think the Eagles going to win. I think they are too. I don't think they can stop that offense. Yeah. Cuz um the defense to stop that offense mm-hmm. was 49ers. And they couldn't stop it. They yeah. couldn't stop it. I think, that, I think it's going to be a blowout, actually. Yeah. Do you think that we're going to get a new quarterback for the Commanders? That's a sore subject. <laughs> um, <coughs> I, I think we need a, uh, we need a, a quarterback. Yeah. We need a franchise quarterback. Yeah. We haven't had one in, in the last while. 26, 27 mm-hmm. tries. And what's really crazy is our quarterbacks started off good, and then it's like they fall off. I don't know what happens. Like, what happens that you fall off so far, though? I, know. I don't know. I can't call it with them. <laughs> They're not quarterbacks. They're quarters. <laughs> with no backs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but we, we definitely need it. We definitely yeah. need it. We need a... We need a, a, a push. We really yeah. do. Well uh we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. But is is he still playing? Is he still there? Chase Young? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well he yeah. was hurt this year. Yeah, and I know. He came That's back what at I was the saying. end of the year. Mm-hmm. But we had a lot of people hurt all year long. Yeah. I mean we had a chance here and there, you know, to get in the playoffs. Yeah. But we still didn't have a, a a great year. Yeah. We had a better year than some teams, but not a great year. Yeah. Speaking of sports. Both of the the older grandjoys had a great a great um, sports adventure this weekend. Trey uh, Trey did the scissor kick, preventing a goal in soccer, and um, the grandjoy diva, Miss Adia, broke um, the high school ninth grade freshman record for fifty five meter hurdle. 
Yeah, I know. She so, did pretty good. She did really good. She yeah. looked good, too. She did. Like, like, like the way she was coming across mm-hmm. the hurdles was real good. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Athletes in the <laughs> athletes in the family. They, I think they get that from me, though. Do you think they get it from She me? probably got the hurdles from you, because mm-hmm. I never ran a hurdle mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. I ran the hurdles. And I never played soccer, so he's on I his think own. He got that speed, though. It's that speed. Yeah. Until you put him in the 55-meter dash, and he's so tall, he can't come he up can't out the blocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Thank you, Mr. B. It's a late Thank night. You. Doing late night shenanigans. <laughs> like like Sarita would say from uh, Vine Me Up Meter, we podding. We podding. We podding late night. Thank you guys for following us at Truth and Coffee Time Podcast. Check us out on our website, www.diverselove.com, www.truthandcoffeetime.com. Um, send us an email at hello at diverselove.com or truthandcoffeetime at gmail.com. Check out our website, blogs, new merch. Our, our podcasts are loaded there too as well. Um, we're on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Anchor, Apple, um, listening notes, wherever you get your podcast fix, we are probably there. We have some great guests coming up for this year. Um, this is amazing. Um, we have um, um, Sarita um, Chavis from Vime Up Media talking to us about all kind of uh, wines, education, and chef. We have Felissa and Wendell Ray uh, wrote the book Raising Simba. Their son was the lead actor in um, The Lion King Broadway play. We have so many amazing people stopping by the Truth and Coffee Time platform um, to share their journey with us and with you. We love y'all for real, and we cannot express our gratitude on allowing us to come into wherever you're sitting, standing, uh, listening to our podcast as we share our truth over coffee. Thank you, friends, for hanging with us. We got you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And also, please follow us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. Our social platform is at Diverse Love. That's D-I-V-E-R-S-E-L-U-V. And don't forget, you can listen to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Thank you, friends. We love y'all for real. Okay, me. Take us out. It's Truth and Coffee time. Help me not think about all my lows. Think of who you are sometimes. Girl, you always on my mind. Looking like it's Truth and Coffee time. Tell me what you really want to know. Girl, it ain't